Modern Football Group. Same game, viewed differently. Hello and welcome to another EduPod episode. I'm your host, Jordan Barrow, and my honourable guests, as usual, are Marlo Tingi and Anna Chapman. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining me once again. And on today's feature, we discuss sport governance and football league structures. So for any new listeners, the structure of the discussion remains the same. It's the six in six theme where we discuss six subtopics associated to today's feature in six minutes. Those subtopics are similarities in the domestic European leagues, governance in the Premier League, how football clubs make their money and governance around this, COVID-19's impact on football governance, MLS versus European leagues, the key differences, and finally, franchise ownership regarding the NFL and NBA. To start us off today for theme one, which is the similarities, aka the common ground between domestic leagues in the European market is Anna. So begin whenever you're ready, please, Anna. So each domestic league is often referred to as having its own football pyramid, whereby the first division is at the top and divisions lower down the pyramid can be split into different demographics, including location. Examples in England being with the National Leagues North and South, as well as in Germany with the Regional League of West, North and South. The most common format in the highest leagues across Europe include each team playing their opponents twice, once at home and once away. The points a team can receive is dependent on their performance. Three for a win, one for a draw and zero for a loss. Teams who finish in the bottom places across Europe are relegated. There is a slight difference in the Bundesliga where the team third from bottom plays the team in third place in Bundesliga 2 over a two-legged playoff with the winner of this playing in the Bundesliga in the next season. Each league also has their own domestic cup. In the top five European leagues, it's England with the FA Cup, the Copa del Rey in Spain, DFB Poco in Germany, Coup de la Ligue in France and the Coppa Italia in Italy. If not achieved already, the winners of this competition often qualify to play in a European competition for the next season, as seen with Arsenal, who won the FA Cup in the 2019-20 season. Great stuff. Thank you, guys. So just conclude that segment. The general format of European leagues have clear similarities in terms of the rewards for winning games, additional cup competitions, which carry other incentives, i.e. European Cup participation, and also the playoff mechanism. And for those who are not sure about the home and away method, home is merely just playing at the ground, which is local to your team, and away is playing at the opposition team's stadium. Thanks for that, guys. Moving on to theme two, then. It's governance in the Premier League. And for those listening, in simple terms, governance essentially sets out the levels of transparency, accountability and financial integrity that will be required from those who participate. This ensures that all of those who are involved are complicit of the rules and are also following the necessary guidelines. Starting with you this time, Milo, kick us off when ready. The FA is a shareholder in the Premier League. Like the 20 clubs in the league, they have the ability to vote on specific issues. However, they do not play a part in execution or running of the league itself. The Premier League will submit their rules to the FA to be approved yearly. These rules can be based on topics such as stadium criteria, the appointment of match officials and requirements for registrations. An example of a governance rule in the Premier League is imposed in Rule R6.3 where clubs must offer a wide range of ticket prices, allowing for fans of different economic backgrounds to be able to attend matches. In the UEFA Association coefficient, the Premier League has averaged second place over the past 10 years. This means that when assigning places for European competitions, the Premier League will receive four places for the Champions League and three for the Europa League. 
Football at an official level must abide by the laws set by FIFA and IFAB. IFAB consists of four FIFA representatives and one representative each from Scotland, Northern Ireland, England and Wales. Premier League fixture dates can only be organised once FIFA, UEFA, FA Cup and League Cup fixtures have been finalised in that order. Thank you both. The FA of course relates to the Football Association, which is the governing body of association football in England and the crown dependencies of Jersey, Guernsey and the Isle of Man. And UEFA stands for the Union of European Football Associations. This is the administrative body for football, futsal and beach soccer in Europe. And the association club coefficients are based on the results of each association's clubs in the five previous UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League seasons. UEFA is one of six continental confederations of world football's governing body FIFA, which was also mentioned. And finally, IFAB stands for the International Football Association Board. So moving on to theme three, we discuss how football clubs actually make their money. It dispels the fact that all of the money you may see comes from rich owners. There are avenues deeper than this, which we'll discuss shortly for you. So Anna, if you can take the reins on this one and start us off with this one, please. So the three main ways in which a football club make their money is through match day, broadcasting and commercial revenue. As per the Deloitte 2021 Money League, the combined total revenue for the top 20 clubs was a staggering 8.16 billion euros. Sponsorship value has dramatically increased over the past decade as well. An example is Arsenal Emirates Airlines sponsorship. Revenue per season has increased by approximately 627% for the shirt sponsorship agreement alone. Governing bodies will regulate how clubs are able to spend this money. Established by UEFA, Financial Fair Play states that a club must not spend more than they earn three, and they must break two, even over the course one. of three years. Excellent, thank you both. So to digest, Deloitte is in itself an independent professional services entity which has high specialisms in finance. And each year, an exclusive money report which profiles the financial performance of the 20 highest revenue generating clubs in world football is produced. And regarding the financial fair play, it's a regulation that was established by UEFA in 2010 to prevent professional football clubs from spending more than they earn. Now, we move on to the planet's hottest topic over the last extended year, which is COVID-19 and its impact on governance. So if you can tell us a bit about that, please, Milo. Measures taken by the Premier League include a £125 million payment to the EFL and National League. The EFL also introduced a £50 million relief fund. In Germany, the Deutsche Football Liga made a €50 million Euro relief fund available. The government furlough scheme was introduced in England in early 2020, allowing clubs across all levels to apply for government grants that covered 80% of their normal wage. Similar schemes were also adopted in Spain, Germany, France and Italy. To fit in with the consensus-oriented approach in good governance, negotiations between players and clubs were conducted to temporarily reduce player wages. Examples of clubs that conducted this include Arsenal, Aston Villa, Borussia Dortmund, Three, AS Roma two, and Atletico Bilbao. One. Well covered guys, thank you very much. On to the penultimate theme, which is the key differences regarding Major League Soccer or the American Football or Soccer League, otherwise known as the MLS versus the European Leagues. So back to you again, Milo. What can you tell us about this? The franchised MLS structure is probably the biggest difference between itself and the European Leagues. There is no promotion and relegation in the Major League. However, there is in Europe, although relegation places in European leagues can differ slightly. A salary cap is also implemented within the MLS. 
As of 2021, this was set at $4.9 million per team for the first 20 roster slots and a maximum of $612,500 per player. A club in the MLS may have up to 10 players on their supplemental roster. These players don't count towards the salary budget. The MLS Cup is what decides the league's champions. The winner of the Eastern Conference Final plays the winner of the Western Conference Final. League Cups in Europe, on the other hand, have had no say in who is the ultimately the league champion. Instead, as mentioned previously, winning a League Cup in Europe can often lead to qualification for a European competition. Thank you for your summary here. Now, finally, on to theme six, we're keeping the American flow consistent here with the panel discussing franchise ownerships regarding the NFL and NBA. The NFL being the National Football League, which is American football, and the NBA, which is the National Basketball Association. Anna, take us through this first, please. Both the NBA and the NFL are split into two conferences. The NBA is then further split into three divisions, each consisting of five teams, and the NFL is split into four divisions, each consisting of four teams. Teams in the NBA are ranked based on their win percentage record, with the top eight seeds from each conference competing in a best of seven series to see who represents each conference in the final, i.e. the first seed plays the eighth seed and so on. The overall winners from each NBA conference play each other in what is known as the NBA Finals. The winner of this best of seven series are crowned the NBA champions. Teams in the NFL are seeded one through four in their division and one through 16 in their conference. Teams are then eliminated for a series of playoffs and one-off elimination games. The remaining teams meet in the AFC and NFC championship games and the winners of those then meet in the renowned Super Bowl. Excellent stuff. Thank you for your insights into this as always. Well, that concludes another EduPod episode brought to you by the Modern Football Group. As always, be sure to engage with our various social media platforms using the handle at Modern Football Group to keep up to date with our latest content and to become a part of the family. Thanks again for listening. And thank you as always to my panel guests, Anna and Milo. Hopefully we will see you again next time. The references that we used in today's presentation are the following, the FA, Bundesliga.com, resources at the Premier League, UEFA.com, UK Sport Gov, Deloitte.com, Statista, Goal.com, Law in Sport, Pinnacle.com, Bundesliga.com, MLS Soccer, NFL.com and NBA.com. Thank you very much for your time. Take care and be lucky. Modern Football Group. Same game, viewed differently.